Hey, it's Ryan Doyle from TDR's Guaranteed Money. We take a look at Ontario's sports wagering launch and how day one went. We break down the Masters field, pick winners and losers, and what the hell is going on in the state of Florida when it comes to sports wagering. That and more as Guaranteed Money gets rolling. And welcome to the Guaranteed Money Podcast. I am Ryan Doyle. That is millennial entrepreneur Anthony Verrill. All views on the Guaranteed Money Podcast and the guests on this podcast are purely opinion. You should not treat any opinions expressed by us or our guests as investment advice. And the views on this podcast are solely intended to be informational and are not investment advice. Anthony, sir, how are you? It is good to see you. I'm good. It's good to see you as well. Actually, on the trade to black last week, Shad tried to compete with the timing. Oh, yeah. Way off. I was like, dude, I was like, dude, you're like, you're like six seconds behind Ryan. And he immediately just looked defeated. He was like, "Oh, oh well." I was like, "Yeah, better luck next time. Let's uh, let's let's get to it." Like you crushed, we crushed his soul somehow by not uh, giving him the disclaimer rights when it comes to reading. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to tell you, yep. it's amazing. I even pulled that off. We had one hell of a late night last night in the city of Toronto. Uh, we will yeah. get to all of the stuff that you know. Man, we had so such great meetings last night with all sorts of different uh, wagering groups. I wish you could have been up here for it because. Uh, when things kicked off in Ontario last night, they certainly knew how to do it correctly, at least on the party side of things. That's great. I mean, it's great to hear that just everything is back in the swing of things and like parties are happening and social events are happening and just everything's starting to really get back to normal. Um, I'm actually pumped to get back up there and uh, and, and see how everything's going. Yeah, and, you know, we'll, we'll get to some of it in just a second. But, you know, there were great parties throughout the city. Uh, there was a big watch party that was done by the score. So they did like three days of partying right in the main square in, in Toronto where people were out watching the game. They were watching both the hockey game and then the basketball game, which we'll talk about. Uh, you also had the, the folks at BetMGM. They threw one hell of a shindig uh, last evening. Eric Lindros was there, I was telling you. Leafs great. Wendell Clark was there. I got a chance to rub elbows with those guys and have conversations about the, the betting industry and the wagering space and what it may look like going forward. Uh, I found it very interesting. We'll, we'll talk about this as well, Anthony, how how intrigued people are about the world of crypto, NFTs, and the metaverse. It came up party after party. It came up conversation after conversation. I'm yeah. not sure everybody in the room quite understood how we're going to get there or what that's going to look yeah. like, but at least the conversations and the dialogue are happening. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, I was at an NF, there was an NFT conference all weekend in Miami um, from Friday till Sunday. I mean, we were out at 5 a, We were out till 5 a.m. every night, and then we're up at 9 a.m. to go to the conference um, back to back to back. So it was, uh, it was a busy weekend, but I mean, it was good. Um, it was a lot of, uh, it was interesting. There was a lot of good concepts. There was a lot of good speakers there, but I mean, NFTs, crypto and the metaverse, I mean, they're front and center in every conversation that I think I've had for the past six to eight months. I don't see it slowing down anytime soon. Um, and it's just, it's, it's, it literally is the internet 2.0 or web three. If you want to, if you want to even take it another, another uh up a notch but it's it's going to be there for a very very long time because we're still very early a lot of these products and a lot of these metaverses and a lot of these technologies that people are talking about i mean when you really get down to it it's it's an idea i mean they're all still ideas right now nothing's really concrete scaling or like in market so i mean this conversation is going to perpetuate itself for a very long time is that what frightens people? You think though that you know maybe frightens not the right word, but makes people apprehensive that it is just an idea most of the time, that it's just a concept most of the time, and they really want to feel yeah. and, and touch the tangible, and they just can't do that. So that creates a a bit of a barrier to entry. 
Yeah, I mean, I think it's it, a lot of people just read what goes on in the media. So like, oh, there's scams going on. Oh, there's hacks, this, that, pictures of monkeys, pictures of fucking bats um, <laughs> that are worth $300,000 that nobody can really value, which is the best part about Only Gems because then I come into the conversation. I'm like, oh, by the way, these are asset-backed NFTs with a asset under with an asset underpinning the intrinsic value but you can seamlessly trade p2p they're like oh that makes sense that's a real world use of technology which is going to be a theme moving forward i think nfts are going to go into it's not about the pictures it's not about the art it's not about the collectibleness of them it's more how are they being used in the real world and how is this enhancing whatever experience that 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 they're being inserted into um, which is going to be everything from from assets to to loyalty programs to to betting to to everything. Um, there, it's it's a contract, so it's uh, yeah, it's it, it's going to evolve um, so, as everything does. It's so interesting because I felt like your agent last night because nobody could get past the monkeys most of the time when I was having a conversation. I had a conversation with a yeah. young guy last night, and I looked at him and I said, "You know, we're probably the only two people in this room right now that understand where this space is headed. Everybody else seems about ten steps behind because they're not, you know, they're having the conversation, but they're not anywhere close to, you know, where this kid was telling me." But for you, I was yeah. telling like the second we got past the monkey conversation of the board apes, board apes conversation, I told people about your product and, and told people about only gems and what you do. And this isn't an infomercial, but listen, I mean, yeah. it was a real world conversation I was having last night and it did make it more understandable for people. So I yeah. guess my question for you would be if you had to do the world of NFTs all over again and you were in charge of it, do you think you would have led with the ape? No. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's it's one of the best. I mean, honestly, it's one of the best investments I've ever made. And I've made some pretty good investments um, in my short tenure of, uh, of of deploying capital into venture stuff. Um, I wouldn't I, I would I, I wouldn't change anything the way the NFT sector has evolved. Um, it's brought in a lot of the younger generation. It's allowed the younger generation and Main Street to front run all the institutional investors that are pouring into the space sure. um, and really create value. I mean, when I'm on Twitter every day, I mean, I'm seeing these guys that got into apes early that were like doing some like bullshit nine to five they sell an ape and they bought a house like they're like they're 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 generating real world wealth um for the people that were early and the people that were early were not guys at goldman sachs we're not guys in the valley they were like people that just happened to be right place right time within the right circles and made that purchasing decision and held on and now they're they're being uh handsomely rewarded for it Okay, so no, let's, I talk, change shit. let's talk about how I got handsomely rewarded last night. Uh, I don't want to do too much of a victory lap, but you and I have been texting back and forth in the WhatsApp and just basically talking about how uh, we got there. We got there with what I've been talking about on this podcast. And I was telling people last night, I said, you won't believe the futures I've got going into this into this final four. Yeah, it's uh, crazy. The last two. It, it is when I look back at it. I mean, how many times have I said to you, I almost got bored of saying it to you. Hey, I've got a future on Kansas. Hey, I've got a future on North Carolina. And then the weekend wrapped up. Oh, yeah. First of all, the Saturday game. Let's talk about that for a second. Duke and North Carolina might have been one of the most classic, one of the best final yeah. four games of all time. Not to say that last night wasn't crazy in its own right. No, I think the the, the game on Saturday was great. Um, I was, to be completely honest, I was out at the bar and put a bet on Duke um, at, at the half because I thought they were just going to. You hurt my heart. You hurt um, my heart. Yeah. I still wanted UNC to win, but I was just kind of betting with my wallet on what yep. I thought was smart. And I thought that Duke was going to be able to close the game with Coach K with the talent that they have. Um, but UNC persevered and came through with a W. 
Um, I think it was a it's a ridiculous season for them, even though they lost last night. Um, they overachieved by by an order of, by an order of ten. Yeah, I mean, like, listen, they're up fifteen at the half. I did not hedge the bet last night, so I didn't put in a little extra on Kansas. I just kind of let it ride out. But it's a good opportunity to talk about future wagering, and that was one of the yeah, big yeah. conversations that came up when we were at the you know various functions surrounding Ontario's launch into sports wagering last night. Future wagering is a really good opportunity to play the slow burn, to play the long game, do your research, do your homework. Like if you're looking right now, there are two you know big playoff runs coming up in both the NHL and in the NBA. Do your homework, read up. You've got a lot of material to work with, with how teams play, who's injured, who's not, who's built for a playoff run. I still like the Miami Heat in the NBA. If you're asking the question, they've already had their stumbling point in the season, which is always something I look for yeah. when I'm putting a future on. Has the team already had that that drought? Have they already had that 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 tripping point? And Miami has. Everybody wrote them off. Well, now they're the number one seed yeah, all yeah. over again. How are we looking now? Uh, I still like Golden State because I don't know what we're going to get when Curry comes back to that team. So those are my two plays. I'm not suggesting anybody else gets on top of them. But I do think that you know it's worth having the conversation and dialogue about Okay, well, maybe you don't want to bet every game for the season, no. but take a future. Put an investment in it. I have made a lot of money off of betting futures. I probably shouldn't bet anything else because it's so much fun to just get to that point. You feel like you've achieved yeah. something. Yeah, I mean, you were, you were dead on with the futures bet. I mean, I'm pretty <laughs> fucking impressed that UNC and Kansas wound up, uh, wound up getting there. Um, futures bets are something that I really haven't done or dabbled with in the past. It's probably something that I'll dabble with moving forward. Um, yeah, I'm curious to see where the Heat wind up. Um, if you would have asked me, do you think they're going to go 3-0 and on this road trip and beat Boston, Chicago, and Toronto um, to pretty much end the season? I would have said if they go 1-2, and judging by their last month of play, yeah. it's, a win. it's a win. As soon as they beat Boston, I was like, all right, well, if they drop one to Chicago, all right. They beat Chicago, then they go into Toronto and beat Toronto. And then we got three games left in the season. There are two games up on uh, on second place. So let's see how it ends. The playing games scare me, though. I don't want to play the Nets. I mean, I'm hoping the Nets get bounced or the order gets shook to where the Heat land with either the uh, the Cavaliers or the Hawks um, to play. But they play Charlotte tonight. I actually might go to the game. Oh, that'd be fun. Charlotte's a good young team, too. Charlotte's got a lot, yeah. a lot of nice pieces, oh, yeah, yeah. good young team. I mean, the Nets don't scare me as much, to be honest with you. They've kind of gone with a bit of a thud. I know, obviously, they've had the issue with Kyrie not being able to play in certain games. They've had trade issues with Harden. Yeah, uh, I, I'm not I'm not super scared. I think that they're still, at the end of it all, a couple pieces away. And that's that's the, been the vibe the Brooklyn Nets have given me for a very long time. Not to say they're not scary. I understand first round they could shock some people. But let's face facts. They're, they're further down the pecking order for a reason. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I think, but to be honest, I think if Kyrie played the entire season, they'd be in a very, very different scenario right now than, than what they're in. I think he, uh, he might have cost them the season with, with what he did with not being able to play at home. But yeah, I mean, they're, they, they look a little bit erratic at times, but I don't want to play Kevin Durant in the playoffs. I'd like to stay as far away from that man as possible. Yeah. Um, he's freaky. He can take good. over he's the game, good. but it's a question of, yeah, it's a question of can they win if he, even if he drops 45 every night? Can they still beat a team like the Heat? Maybe. I mean, it's going to be a, a function of can the Heat drop threes and and play their game. If they do and this team gets hot, they're going to march their way into the Eastern Conference Finals, um, at the least, if not the NBA Championship. And that brings me back to the futures. I put that on, I believe I put that in on, on August. 
uh, the Miami Heat against the Golden State Warriors. Yeah, you called that a while ago. So, yeah, so, I mean, keep listening to Guaranteed Money, folks. You're going to make something out of all of this at some point yeah. in time. We promise you that. Uh, Ontario, let's talk a little bit about the market launch. So the parties aside, I mean, listen, great people. Uh, I'm really excited for how this industry is going to shape up. I love the close, connected energy because we saw people last night. I think we went to five different gatherings last night in the city of Toronto. We saw the same people at each party, right? So it was kind of like yeah. we just moved venues and everybody was talking and everybody was, you know, immersed in the industry and immersed in the space and having the same conversations. I love that. The launch itself yesterday morning for the companies that did put themselves out there was a little lackluster depending on the company. Yeah. Let's address the elephant in the room because I got a lot of DMs about this and people said, well, you got to talk about what's going on with Bet365. Bet365 was a company that was in the gray space. So they've been operating in, in Toronto, Ontario for quite a while. It's been a lot of people's go-to. The future side I'll address first. They cashed out a lot of people's futures from my understanding and that's just not a great look. If I were somebody, let's say, that had North Carolina last night or Kansas yeah. and you cash my future out the day before... You you better give me what that would have paid. Otherwise, I'm an unhappy Correct. customer. Oh yeah, hundred percent. The other part of it was yeah, that's, some some people yeah. woke up with, you know, you're supposed to transfer my balance over. Okay, now I'm on the new app. I can't get onto the old app, and I don't. I have a zero balance. That that should be easy turnover really? stuff that they should have been yeah that they should have been practicing and getting the bugs out well before they did that to people. Yeah, it sounds like they didn't beta test their platform at all, and they just rolled it out and prayed. Yeah. Now, from what I understand, that's some not, of it is that's they, not how, yeah. they didn't understand what the government was going to do or how the government was going to make them make that transfer. So I give them a little slack and a little bit of leeway that way. Right. If the government's not giving you all the information, yeah. it's a hard thing to plan around. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But still, it's like that seems like a major flaw in the product. Um, they should have had backdoors or different ways and gamed it out until if we go to market and X happens, we've got version b that can be rolled out uploaded and get everything moving or they could revert back to the old app right away um to at least give the consumers optionality i guess they couldn't go to the old app which that was illegal yeah or in right. the gray market um so i mean yeah they should have given users some sort of backdoor some way to revert back to their balance at least um, or communicate was uh not accessible on the new app yeah yeah commu i mean communication solves everything but the product just failing um that's that, that that's not good there were also some other product failures. Now, am I wrong to criticize today or should I give everybody a pass because it was day one? Because I'm kind of on the fence with it. I don't think I'm. No. Listen, what I'll do is I'm not going to name. You don't think you don't think I'm wrong to criticize? No, these are well-funded companies. These are well-funded companies that are tech companies. I mean, if you're rolling out a product when your vertical goes legal nationwide, I mean, you should have been ready for this 30 days ago. Um, and been beta testing and, and, and basically vulnerability testing your, 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 your platform leading up until that launch date. There's no excuse. Um, especially with the subject matter at hand with wagering with people's money, um, et cetera. I mean, I, I think it's, yeah, there's, there's no excuse why those platforms shouldn't have not been completely functioning, um, at scale yesterday on the launch. It's not like they're new products. Yeah, and that's that's what I kept coming back to. I'm like, am I being unfair, Doyle? Are you being unfair here? And yeah, I call myself by my last name. No. Uh, but yeah, and I was just like, no, I don't think I am because this. you're right. This happens in other markets. These products are available in other markets. So here's my winners and losers from yesterday in Ontario. I, I thought Bet365, you got to get, as Anthony says, you've got to get that figured out well before uh, you take customers and put them oh, yeah. from one app to another. But Caesars, I tell you right now, as of this morning, we're recording this on Tuesday morning, April 5th. 
as of this morning, I still can't get on Caesars. Not only can I get, not get on Caesars, they only seem to have a website. There is no app for me to download in the App Store, which I think is an abysmal failure. I'm going to give Top Marks the FanDuel. Very easy user experience. Very easy to get on there. And I will give you know maybe a silver medal to the folks at BetMGM because they did have some early little glitches that I noticed, but it was pretty seamless and they yeah. were very good at communicating via email. Hey, we noticed you didn't. You had trouble getting logging on. Can we help you with anything? That that came into my inbox in seconds. That's the kind of thing I think you need to do to succeed. Need to have to succeed. So I give them top marks. But can you figure this Caesars thing out for me because? I think it was part of the geolocation yeah, problem. Yeah, I can. Okay. I, I, I actually can. I'm going to call my guy right when we get off the podcast from Caesars, um, who's in charge of their Web3 strategy centered around the sports wagering part of the business um, and get that figured out. So, yeah, I'll actually have an answer for you right mm. when we get off the podcast. See, this is what I love about this show. <laughs> get action here. We get action for people. Yeah. Also, also, I heard DraftKings. I heard DraftKings isn't working as well. No, DraftKings um, didn't launch. Up there. DraftKings didn't launch, so I found oh, really? this out last night. Yeah, we got a statement from DraftKings. They decided to sit on the sidelines for a little bit. It sounds like they're working some stuff out with the government, but okay, so methodical, plotting, planning, Machiavelli me. I think DraftKings may have just waited this out to see what the bugs were going to be and how it all shakes down, and I would not Probably. be stunned. I would not be stunned because the biggest, the other big complaint I got from a lot of people, where were the bonuses yesterday? Bet365 offered a 200 Yeah, I heard no, I heard no, no bonuses were rolling out. Bet365 offered 250 bucks. I mean, there were some rollovers. There were some, the score bet, for example, offered like, you know, you had to put in like $10,000 to get $1,000 back. Yeah, it just wasn't a, you know, for me, it's that's not how I roll. So for me, I was just out on that completely. No, that's a lot of money. That's it, a lot of a, money just be locking up. Yeah, so I mean, and you'd have to do it over time and that kind of thing. Uh, for me, you know, even, even Bet365, you had to put a dollar bet on, but it had to be after three o'clock yesterday. So that was in the fine print, and they would give you two hundred and fifty bucks. Okay, whatever. I guess oh, that's, really? that's a decent. Yeah, that's, I mean that's not a. It's not bad as long as you read the fine print and you didn't do it in the morning yesterday. You would have got two hundred and fifty free bucks to play with. Okay, that's a. I mean, that's a pretty good. Uh, that's actually a pretty good deal, all things considered. But I don't. I don't know if I agree with the fine print. Like they should have just put that in bold somewhere yeah. after three o'clock. Just yeah, if you're gonna do a giveaway, do a giveaway. Don't try to game your the people that you're ultimately going to make money off of regardless. The other thing I noticed, and this is becoming a, maybe a bit of a trend in the industry, and maybe they've learned their lesson from giving away too much money down in the United States, is bet insurance. That was being offered as sort of the bonus yesterday, where you'd have, like, if you bet up to 500 bucks on your bets through the day, they would, they would basically yeah. give you your money back. I don't know if that is that a good thing. Is that something I really want? Like, it's not betting anymore. You've actually taken the fun no. out of it for me. Yeah, I don't think I don't agree with that whatsoever. Um, if you're betting, you're betting. If you lose, you lose. And insurance, no, that's the last thing people need is betting insurance. Yeah, I, I mean, just I don't need the safety net, so I don't look at that. Just give me some free cash. So my my no. main point to come back to with DraftKings, I would not be shocked if they waited in the weeds, watched everybody else kind of stumble and make their way around on the first couple of days, and then came into the market with like three hundred dollar bonuses for everybody. And that would be a smart play if yeah, you're, if you're DraftKings. Oh yeah, they're smart. DraftKings, if you're listening, we can consult on your uh, <laughs> on, on your launch strategy with what's actually going to uh, resonate with the market because we yeah. know what's going on in the market. Yeah, get get those bonuses ready, and I think you'd probably convert a lot of people. Now, this is the segment that I'm going to call uh, "What the hell is going on in the state of Florida?" Uh, which any given day, Anthony, as you well know, you live there, uh, could be could be the yeah. you know 
could be bath salts, could be all sorts of different things. Uh, Florida voters. A lot in Charlotte. of shit going on in Florida. <laughs> There's a lot of shit going on uh, in the state of Florida. A lot Florida. of shit going on in Florida. Florida voters in charge, the committee circulating a petition to allow uh, for Las Vegas style casinos in North Florida, began the process of winding down. Uh, it's a committee that's uh, funded by the Las Vegas Sands Corporation. They began uh, getting signatures for a ballot initiative in June 2021. Uh, I guess they say that there were too many obstacles for success. You live and breathe Florida politics. You live and breathe what's going on in the state. You know, this, along with California, are two big states that seemingly want gambling. They want the revenue from gambling, but they don't seem to get these initiatives passed. So what's happening? You're making the money. They don't for, have enough, I mean, for the, those listening uh, on yeah, uh, I don't think Apple Podcasts and Spotify, he's making yeah. the money sign with his hands. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I don't think they have a, I don't think they just have the money to spread around. I mean, Florida, if you want to get into cannabis, you want to get into gambling, you need to know the right people and you need to have the right grease, um, especially from a lobbying perspective. But it's funny because I'm not too far from the Seminole Hard Rock. And like I grew up going to that casino, basically like playing poker and stuff. And the way that it's evolved into the Guitar Hotel, the Indians have an absolute gold mine um, there. And it sits on like uh, it's 441, which is like shit. It's like a shitty area, like the the houses around it. There's like car dealerships that are like pretty much like going out of business um, up and down 441. And I think 10 years ago, I was like, this would actually make sense to do like a Vegas strip style, um, just row of casinos. Um, Florida's got the tourism. Florida's got the infrastructure. Florida's got the money to probably stimulate all of that. So, I mean, this is North Florida. No. I don't know where you would put a Las Vegas style casino um, in North Florida. Ja- Jacksonville, uh, you could put it right on the ja- water in Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Yeah, but I don't know if those. It's at the, it's it's not South Florida. I mean, the from what I've heard, the Hard Rock in Tampa mm-hmm. is one of the most profitable casinos in the country. Really? Um, uh, square, square, yeah, square footage wise, I've heard it's it's one of the most profitable. Um, and then the Seminole Indians that also own that own the guitar hotel and they're actually building a guitar hotel in Las Vegas. That's going to break ground uh, later this year. That's so right. They're expanding. I wouldn't be surprised if Caesars or MGM or some of those guys come down here and try to put properties on that strip uh, that's adjacent to the guitar hotel in the future. Yeah, because from my experience down there, and listen, my parents lived in Florida in, in Cape Coral for quite a while. My grandparents lived in Lee County, so we're talking over on the Gulf Coast. But it, Florida seems like I remember being a kid, and this is going to make me sound like a pure degen, but I used to go to the Fort Myers dog track with my grandparents when I was a kid and get like yeah. a dollar hot dog and pop and watch the dogs run. That place is still open from last last I looked when I was down there. It seems like a very gambling friendly society. You got a lot of seniors. Seniors love casinos. Seniors love gambling. Seniors probably love sports wagering. So I just don't know how they don't get their act together. And as you say, that seems like a prime place to create Vegas South. Yeah, I mean, it'd be it's it's close to Miami. It's right next to the Fort Lauderdale Airport. There is nothing there other than potentially casinos and the Seminole Hard Rock and the Guitar Hotel. Um, it'd be an ideal place to, to to pop up a couple more hotels, especially if you put like day clubs and nightclubs and shopping. Sure, um, it's all it's it's prime for that. Yeah, I I so this, again, these are great ideas we got on this podcast today because I just you know California will get to a different day because that really just frosts me because I don't understand how that state isn't on board with sports wagering. They they seemingly just keep wanting to throw their money to Nevada the entire time, but we'll get to that a different time. Yeah, Let's, I mean, go ahead. Yeah. California just needs to become its own like 
nation state and just go away. Cut them from the rest of the country backwards. and push them into the Pacific. Yeah, I mean, Cal- California's ass backwards for the most part. They they they'll they'll sit there and stand ground on just absurd things, and then they'll be completely just for other absurd things. Which let's not get into that. Yeah, we'll time do that. and place. We'll, we'll do that for another day. Uh, listen, you were wearing yeah. a master's hat. You had a bit of a fa- a fashion change before the show started today. You were wearing a master's hat. You took off yep. the master's hat. You have a more comfortable hat on that you think looks better. I don't disagree. It pops a little bit better on the camera. Uh, but the master's is this weekend, and we would be remiss if we didn't have a, a bit of a follow-up chat first about Tiger, because I think uh, you know there are, there's bets you can, you can make out there that you know will Tiger pick up the driver and, and at least tee off. I think you can get that at minus 150, which is not a bad value oh, he's play. Pl- he's, pl- he's, he's playing. He's playing. He's he's playing. Oh yeah, he's announced he's he's playing in the Masters. Okay, so I missed that. Okay, I missed that yesterday then. Oh yeah, yeah. No, no, no. He he's he's playing. He's 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 good. Um he's been out there practicing. He's going to be teeing off on Thursday at Augusta. And you're very excited about this obviously. Yeah. I mean, it's uh yeah, I'm I wish he wasn't coming back at the Masters. I wish he might have had a couple other tournaments to maybe get a warm-up in and see how it because, I mean, with golf, at the level that he's playing and the amount of impact and torque that he's putting on his body, like playing one practice round, sure, doing that for four days straight, like that's a whole nother sort of a whole, whole nother form of stress um, putting on your body. So, I mean, if he shoots like a lights out round on Thursday, I'm afraid maybe going into Saturday, Sunday, if he makes the cut, he's going to kind of like fizzle out. But I'm curious to see what happens. All right, so um, let me ask you then: Does, out there. Do you put money on yeah. the fact he makes the cut? Because you can you can bet that as well. Does Tiger make the cut yeah. in the Masters? Oh yeah, he yeah, does. Yeah. Yes, yes. You're going to be aggressive yes. on that. I would bet on the. I would bet on the. I'm going to bet actually that Tiger <laughs> that Tiger makes the cut at the Masters. Hundred percent. Okay, then let me ask you the follow up question because it's Tiger after all. He's been known to pull miracles out of nowhere where people have written him off. Is he in contention on Sunday? Red shirt, black pants. He's out there, black hat. You're you're nodding no, so that you just you think he's he's going to get over that hump, and that'll be a little bit of the victory party in, in its own right. Yeah, I mean, it, it pains me to say it because I mean, I'd, there's nothing more I'd like than to see him win um, another another Masters or at least be in contention on Sunday. If he does, then he's not human. Um, like he's just he's he's not human. If 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 he's in if he's in contention on Sunday to win the Masters after everything he's been through over the past year and a half, then he's really not human. Um, and that would be thoroughly impressive to see. And the, the, the viewership on the Masters, if he's in contention on Sunday, will be probably Super Bowl-like. Well, I would say it would probably be the greatest sports moment of all time. Would that be an overstatement? Because I don't think it would be. Yeah. If he won, yes. If he's in contention, it'll it's be still talked pretty about fucking for weeks good. to come. And, I mean, yeah. He does own this course, though. Uh, historically. So, I mean, it is, it is a place that he plays well. It's a place that he knows how to play. And I mean, I'm hoping that happens, but I'm not expecting it to happen. Uh, all things considered. All right. So the, the last thing, and you know, obviously we're not picking tiger to win. You're not picking him. I'm not picking him. Uh, I've taken a look at the early lines. You've got John Rom as the favorite plus 1200. Although Rami is having a horrible season. I just, I don't know where his head's at. You know what? You know what I learned about this weekend about John Rom? You know, so like I I'm a, like an avid golfer, so like now when I see guys on tour, like I I comment on their swings. 
and John Rahm has a very short backswing. It's actually, be, and I never knew this, it's actually because he's born with a club foot. Oh, really? So the way that, yeah, so the way that his body has to move, if he came all the way back with his backswing, he would come off balance and he wouldn't be able to do what he does. So he developed this super short backswing, which is powerful as shit, but it's literally because of that. It's not just the way that he learned how to swing a, uh, swing That's a club. That's interesting. That's interesting. I still don't think he's going to yeah. win the Masters, but it's an interesting tidbit. Uh, Justin Thomas is second I, favorite at plus 1,300. Uh, Cameron Smith, interesting. He's had a, a decent year, Cam Smith has, and he's plus 1,600. I go all the way down the board for my pick. I go past Scotty Scheffler because I think if you're going to pick Scotty Scheffler to win the Ooh, Masters, you should have done it eight months ago if that were the case because you would have got super good yeah. value on, on Scotty yeah. Scheffler. He's plus 1,600 right now. I, I'm going to go way out on a limb, and maybe, you know, maybe I'm just too arrogant and too cocky i'm gonna take rory mcelroy at plus 2000 i think he's experienced i think Ooh, he's good no uh, good just <laughs> just no nah. not gonna happen okay why not i like rory but he hasn't i like i love rory rory's actually probably one of my top five favorite golfers but he's not he hasn't been playing well especially in majors um i'm going dj dj and D D dj or scheffler um, we're actually my two picks to actually win the tournament. So you got Scotty Scheffler plus 1,600 and Dustin Johnson at plus 1,800. And Good Dustin value. Johnson. And again, yeah. you know, we talked about yeah. futures off the top of the show. Golf is a great game to get some futures on because you can get them on week of. You only have to wait four days. It gives you entertainment value for the four days. So uh, there's our picks. We put them on the table yeah. early for you. He's on. Why do you get two golfers, by the way? How did that work out? That's that's uh, my that's my pair. I'm going that's with your two. pair. All right, fair enough. I'm going to put that one. Tiger, do... th th those will be my three bets. Yeah, Scheffler, DJ, and uh, Tiger to make the cut. All right, I'm going to go Rory and Justin Thomas then, if we're getting pairings. I'll take Justin Thomas because I like JT. What the, yeah, what the hell? I mean, plus 1300. You got to have a little sprinkle on him. Anthony, yeah. uh, it has been one hell of a couple of days here in the province of Ontario and Toronto. The, the motor is running now. We got the wheels in motion, all sorts of different car analogies, oh, yeah. good stuff. Uh, sir, I will see you during the week. We've got a lot of great stuff to come on Guaranteed Money. Thank you, my man. Subscribe to Guaranteed Money wherever you get your podcasts and find out more details at thedalesreport.com. Don't forget also to check out our YouTube channel for more content.